This is a podcast where we play D and D with each other. No, alone. Just had that. Wait, is this role play? Rolling the dice? No. Listeners, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your host and dungeon master, Paul, and I'm joined by four dudes I know. Yeah, I'm one of those dudes. Hey guys, I'm Jeremy. I play Lorik Darkbolt. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance off to wall. I'm Alan, and I play Jim. Hey, I'm Red, and I play Kellen. Are you going to do that oh every gosh. time now? Is it like this <laughs> really? thing you're going to try and do? Please. So we're ready to get right back into it after last week's episode. But before we do, I'm going to roll this big 20-sided dice. Roll, roll that beautiful bean footage. That's a 15, boys. <laughs> uh, Paul, I think I need to go. I don't know if I can play. You know, what's funny is it was headed toward a 1, I swear it was, and it, ro- it bounced off the side of this dice rolling tray and landed on a 15. Delicious. So let's hope that something terrible happens to all of you tonight. <laughs> oh, only Lord. Oh, no. I legitimately was nervous about what was going to happen to Lorik for like a week. Mm. I wasn't. He survived. I have played around with the idea that he's going to be like morphed into some like evil, twisted demon lord. He's going to mm. turn into a butterfly. Who knows what would have happened? Mm. But we know what did happen last week. So last time, our party brought Lorik to the home of Elamir and Grenuncle Dimble, the parents of Kellen, where they tried to get their help in healing him. When his dad found out there was nothing he could do with his alchemy to save Lorik, Kellen went to get his mother from the garden down below their home. After coming upstairs, she realized that this poison was beyond their ability to simply heal. So she traveled into Lorik's unconscious by casting the spell Dream where she spoke with him at length about his reluctance to accept the sanction and convinced him that that was the only way he would be healed. And after some pretty intense moments, Lorik was healed. Finally, intense moments. after overcoming such a great sickness and traveling through the night, our group found much-needed rest up in Kellen's room for the night. A few hours pass, and it's not actually going to be like a full eight-hour rest, you know, like a typical night's rest, but I'm going to call it a full rest for all of you guys. So if you want to, you know, uh, restore all of your hit points, all of your spell slots, everything like that, everything is fully restored as if you had had a full night's sleep. What a great DM Thank Paylor. It's late afternoon, and you guys have had the best sleep that you have had in weeks, basically since you left Rocky Stop. Mm. What did I dream about? Oh, the usual. Just screaming and... Yep. Death. Hells. Death and... Uh, Spiders. Melting eyeballs. I really want to know, really want to know what's wrong with Jim. <laughs> He's just messed up in the head. Believe me, you and me both. <laughs> what did God dream about? It's none of your business, Servants. Why are you asking me about my dreams? <gasps> I'm not. Quit. Uh, uh Jim... Good, good morning, Jim. Um, good morning. You you know how we were talking about, we were talking about how you, you needed to talk, you know, you made a pack, you talked to a wizard. Would you talk to Elamir and let her, let her look into 
what what's going on. Sure, that's a great idea. I'd love to know. She she really helped me. Maybe 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 she can help you. Maybe. I mean, I seem to have the blessing, so I feel pretty good about being here now. It smells so good in here, Kellen. I I love your house. It is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And as he says that, he's also he's looking at his armor, and uh, he's trying to pick out one of the metal studs that is in the armor. We usually, I mean, it's just the tree blossoms that I guess keep it smelling so nice. It's it really beautiful. We'll say that you've been up for a little bit, Kellen, and you have been picking through your studded armor, pulling out those studs for the last half an hour or so. You've got a little pile of metal studs laying beside you. Yep. What is all that, Kellen? Um, uh, well, when I was wearing this earlier, I just kept on getting this itching sort of feeling. And... I don't know, it's just this metal kind of makes me feel weird. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but, like, whenever I'm wearing this armor, this the metal just doesn't feel right. Does that make sense? It feels unnatural. No. Well, I guess, okay. And he just goes right back to picking metal studs after you say no. Jim, you smell bacon. I proceed to find bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you just get up and walk out, Jim. Where Jim, are you going? Where are you? Where are you there's, going? I think there's bacon. I haven't had bacon since that last time I had bacon. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's been true. a while. Yeah. It's if y'all don't know, bacon is like pig that's been cut really thin and then fried, and it's just the best of all the thin fried meats. Huh. That's true. I never knew that. Guy says, I would love some bacon. As would I. I'm starving. Kellen gets down and just walks out the door. I'm going to find bacon. Okay, you all follow Kellen or whatever. You all walk across the bridge back over to the main stem of the house. And you go back down into the living area where you saw earlier the alchemist table that Kellen's dad was working at. As you come downstairs, he's still sitting there at the table messing around with a potion. Uh, off to one side, you see like a kitchen area, and there's like a stone hearth there, and you see Elamir, Kellen's mom, cooking some breakfast. I mean, there are eggs, there's bacon, there's some fresh bread, and man, it smells like the best thing you've ever smelled. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon, bacon and, and you put, put it in, in a, a pancake. Bacon pancakes! Jim, I... What is that song? Where did you hear it? Uh oh oh, y'all could hear that too. <laughs> <laughs> is there any orange juice in the house, Miss Dimble? Oh, um I'm I'm afraid I don't think we have any orange juice. Uh mm. I think we might have some apple juice. That would be great. That sounds that sounds amazing. I love apple juice. No, oh, you can't have any lork. <laughs> I would love some apple juice. My lady, um my lady, uh I would like to. Have you met my friend Jim? Um, That's me. Yes, Jim. we we all met last night, Lorik. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, yes, my lady. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, Jim, Jim, a little Carth. Um, so at your service, my lady. Nice to meet you, Jim. Again. Uh, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I don't mean to be so. Awkward. No, it's it's just fine, Lorik. Don't worry about it. We you Jim, we know you can't help it. 
Jim Jim is uh Jim is he has a con a condition? Uh my He's possessed by a demon. He, oh, we don't, we don't know that. I don't well, think that's the, the case. Oh my. Jim has some magical powers granted to him per a, a boon. And and I like to I, think of it as a bane. But my bane? I, I worry that that it could be of of magics that are are negative. Some sort of unnatural magic. Perhaps devilish. Uh, I don't think it's devil. I just think it's weird. Well, I, Jim, 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 I don't. Grenuncle comes walking forward. Okay, fellas, listen. We're we'll talk shop and all that stuff after dinner. We I've been waiting to eat. I'm really hungry. Can we? Let's just sit and eat together. Yes. Okay. Did you, did you say dinner? Yes. What time is it? Mark, it's the afternoon. It's it's evening. It, it'll be sundown soon. I'm sorry. I I I just. <laughs> Even coming through the forest, I don't, I don't remember it right. Oh, it's it's all right. Please have a seat, and she motions you all over to like a little little dining area. The table's not very large because it's usually only meant to seat like three people, probably four. It's a circular table. It's not like a you know a rectangular table. So you all kind of have to bunch in around it. But they've got some, basically like some wood stumps there for you to sit on around the table. And she lays out the spread, and man, it is. Just really good. But you guys haven't had a, probably a good solid meal in a while. You've eaten a lot of game that you've caught, especially since you uh, crashed the boat. Yeah. You lost everything. So you all haven't had any great meals in a little while. So this is just particularly delicious. Mom, mm. this is awesome. Thank you so much. Lork goes to town and proves that he is a super fan of apple juice. The apple juice is really fresh. Actually, she is like... It's fresh squeezed apple juice. She's like crushing the apples there with this little contraption that you guys have never seen before. Well, I've seen it. I eat bacon. This awesome. food is um. This food is better than Pauline's. Oh, is, is Pauline your wife? Nah, Pauline's my servant. When she says that, guy kind of turns red, like on his ears, like his ears turn red. Yeah. Yeah, Paul, Pauline's just his servant. Um, yeah. Guy, are you okay? Why are your ears all red? I'm fine, Lorik. Uh, are you okay? No, I I feel better than are I felt in days. Are you okay, Lorik? Yeah. This this is really good apple juice. Oh. Calm down, guy. Calm down, guy. Surveillance. I'm fine. Can we please just move on from this? You don't have to be so embarrassed you know, about your crush. You know, I can I can send a. We could we could figure out how to do a sending so you could you could talk to her. Yeah. Uh, n- no. Well, that's that's okay. So, Jim, how are you doing? I am enjoying some bacon, so I'm doing quite well. Yeah, well, that's really good. Um, it's good bacon. Now, what is this nutmeg? Um, I don't know, Mom. Is that nutmeg or what is that? Oh, um, it, it's a a number of different spices and things that we cure it with. Ah, I don't. I never. I never studied cooking, so I wasn't sure what nutmeg is. I've always wondered what it tastes like. Hmm. How do we say her name? Elamir? Lady Elamir? Um, I, I, I need to talk to you and and Grenuckle. Um, so we, we came to the forest to uh to well, we're looking we're looking for a grove with there's a stone. I had a dream. Servants, uh, it's Lady Elamir. Please trust me, please just sit down, Servants. Grenuncle says, Now this this sounds like talking shop. Let's let's wait till dinner's over. Okay, okay. 
I I really she kind of reaches over and puts her hand on your like on your forearm because I mean like I said you're all really close together. Don't worry, he just doesn't like to talk about business at the table. Speaking of business, this is good bacon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. Lark eats very quickly, immediately like cleans up his plate and stands <laughs> up and waits at the door. Okay, while you're you're like power eating while that she's a, so what do the four of you do for a living? I'm a paladin of Paylor. Yes. So do you are do you work for I'm assuming, well, since you're, are you from Branshire? Yes. I've never been to Branshire. It's a beautiful place. Oh, my cousin's there. He's, it's awesome. Oh, um, what's it like there in Branshire? Yeah, well, I'll say it's pretty common. A lot of common people. Oh, oh okay. It's a, just a regular old city. Oh. Except for the, the few nice houses, such as my own. Oh, I see. So you're a wealthy man there in Branshire. Indeed. So you say that your ti- your your title is sir. So are you actually a knight or just a holy knight of the paladins? I am a knight. Oh, I see. Wow, that's well. I'm we're honored to have you in our home, sir knight. Thank you, S- sir. Vance is is very impressed. I, lady, I'm I'm from Vithaven. Um, I I was a student. Um. And then, and then I was summoned by by Paylor to Branchire. Summoned by Paylor. Well, yeah, um, the high cleric summoned me actually, and and he had he had had a dream about me. He's getting back into business here. Oh, I see. Well, uh, just just one one moment, Lark. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, Jim, what what is it that you do for a living, Jim? I mostly just write things in my notebook and study them. Oh, and... I see. Are you writing a book? I'm actually trying to figure out the the truth and source of all knowledge and magic. All knowledge and magic. Yeah, everything. Um, wow. Nowhere close, no. But if I ever figure it out, I will put it in a book. Then I'll hide that book because that's dangerous knowledge. Indeed, indeed. Sounds like you have your work cut out for you. I have a feeling there's a turtle involved. Hmm. I like turtles. Just a just a hunch. A turtle. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, like a cosmic turtle. A demon turtle. Well, may you find that turtle. May we all find the turtle. And it's Guy, right? And Guy's just kind of like, yeah, yes, lady. What do you do for a living? I love having conversations with myself. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm, I work for Servants. Oh, I see. Is that, is that, that's true? He's one of my retainers. Oh, well, isn't that nice? I'm a knight. Yes, we've uh, we've covered that. Well, would you all like to retire to the den? Um, Mom, is there bacon there? <laughs> no, but you can take the bacon with you if you if you'd like, Jim. Yes, oh, I've had my fill. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go out back. It's been a while since I've been home, and ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I understand. That's that's okay. Uh, we'll be here waiting for you when you're finished. Okay. She kind of gets up. She walks over, kind of gives Kellen a little half hug. And Kellen gets up and starts to walk towards the stairs. Grenuncle sets to cleaning up the table and washing the dishes and everything. As he does, Elamir goes and has a seat in the den. She says, please, come join me. Kellen goes down the stairs while the rest of you go over into the sitting area to talk. 
Lark, I assume that you're just bouncing with anticipation to talk to her about your problems. Lark has literally been holding back the whole time. It's been very difficult. She says, would anyone like some wine or some water, some more juice? Mm, uh, uh, lady, uh, yes, please. I'll have, I'll have whatever you like. She kind of gets some drinks for everyone, brings them in there while Grenuncle's cleaning up. So, Lark, what is it that seems to be burdening you so on your mind? He stands up out of the chair. Oh. Starts pacing. Lady, so um, I'm looking I'm looking for a grove. I see. A grove. Lord. Vance, please. What, what, what did you call me? I called you Vance. <laughs> what is my name? Your name is Sir Vance Off the Wall. Thank you. Say my Sir name, Vance. say my name, say my Off name. Off the Wall. Sir. Sir Vance. Vance. Sir Vance. I need to talk to the lady. It's okay. It's not okay. I trust her with my life. Do you trust me? Do you trust me, Sir Vance? Okay. Lady, lady, <laughs> lady of the wood. So, I'm looking for a grove. I was granted a vision from Paylor himself and from the high cleric in Branchire for Paylor. And, well, there's a stone. There's a stone in a tree, and it's the power. It's the heart. It's, it's, it's what's keeping this grove alive. And I had a dream that something came and stole it, and that the grove died, and everyone died. And the, the leaves all fell, and the lights went out. And there's a grove somewhere in Fallen Grove, and I'm supposed to save it. Wow. I know, I, this is crazy. I, I, I don't know who else to ask. Kellen said that, that, that maybe you and your husband could help us. I'm, I'm desperate. I, I think about it in my dreams. When I see, I see it when I wake up. I see it when I, whenever I meditate. I see it. It's all I think about. and I'm consumed. I can see that. Do you know anything? Do you know where I could look? Fallen Grove just seems so huge and, and intimidating and scary. Or it did, anyway. Um, Tell, Lorik, please, describe this grove to me. He, he sits back down. Or you have to understand, there are many groves. Fallen Grove is immense. It is so... It spreads across half the continent. I Shouldn't mean, they is, call it Fallen Groves? She kind of grins, and if she were wearing glasses, she would look over her glasses at oh. you, Jim. She I'm says, serious. I'm curious how the, it got its name. Well, um, you would have to ask Atonia, uh, but the name is... Where is she at? <laughs> I assume she is uh, Jim. It, somewhere beyond our reach. Jim, it's okay. not... Okay. It, Lady Air, El, Elamir... Yes. He, he like, gets up, goes in front of her, gets on his knees, mm -hmm. takes her hands in his hands. Oh, boy. Looks her in the eyes and says, my lady, mm. um, it's the heart of everything that lives. It, it could be the heart of Atonia herself. This place is the Grove of Groves. It's huge. It's beautiful. It's magnificent. If I could show you... If I could show you the vision myself, if I could, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I meditate and you, and you follow me into, into that, the dream of meditation. I can show you there, but it's, it is the blood and the soul and the heart of all the fallen grove. It's, it's, it's this place. It's you. It's your husband. It's your son. It's, it's all of us. It's everything that's in this forest right now. The center, the heart. Well, I I'm sorry, 
Lark, that I don't know of a place like that. Was why why are you trying to find this grove? What is it about this place that you're trying to? What happened in your vision? What what is it? He lets go of her hands and like drops his head. What happens is you all die. What happens is I'm covered in blood, and the stone is gone, and the leaves fall out of every tree. I'm sorry. Wait. What what stone? There's a stone in a tree. I'm sorry. I was I was I was stuck. I was I was I was talking too fast. In the center of this grove is a tree, and it's hollowed out. All right. And and inside of it is a stone as as blacker than the night sky without any stars. Blacker than than a cave. As you're saying all this, Grenuncle uh, comes walking into the room, and he has a seat next to her. There's a stone in a tree, and it's black blacker than evil itself and someone takes the stone just a normal tree uh, it's more than that it's a tree that gives light and life to everything I can feel it pulsing in my skin and in my blood and in my heart and in my soul it, it's it's more it's more than a tree it's it may be Atonia roll me a d20 Laura. I got my solid gold D20, Paul. Okay. It's 17 on the dice. Oh, boy. <clears throat> it's pretty good. She looks over at Grenuncle. She says, Hmm, I, I don't uh, I don't know anything about any any trees like that. Uh, or, 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 uh, or, in, or does that sound familiar to you, um, uh, Grenuncle? And as she's saying all that to him, Laura, you get the distinct feeling like, she seems a little off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like she kind of seemed a little more stuttery and less sure. Sure. You know, to you it seemed like a tell. I uh, take her hand and stand up. Okay. My lady, if you know anything, for your sake, for the grove's sake, I need to know where it is. And she looks over at her husband and he says, Hun, do you, you know something about this tree they're looking for? I mean, these are Kellen's friends. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we help them? She looks up at you, Lorik. She kind of scans the room. She looks at Sir Vance. She looks at Jim. She looks at Guy. And she says, as much as I um, want to help you, look, w what you're asking is something that I have been I have sworn to never tell, especially to one, to anyone who is not of Fallen Grove. He takes both of her hands. Okay. My lady, I'm not of Fallen Grove, and he's not fidgeting, he's not nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm not of Fallen Grove, but I am here for Paylor, one who is aligned to Atonia. Well... To help her in her darkest need. Your people, wood elves, perhaps this is a chance for the high and the wood who once again prove we are more than, more than just what we claim we are. Kindred. 
Look, Lorik, the knowledge that you're seeking is not something that I have the right to give you. I don't know where the grove is. I can't tell you. She looks over at Grenuncle. But I may know someone who could tell you. He puts her hands down and looks at Grenuncle. You... What? It's, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. She says, oh, no, no, it's it's not him. You need to go to the canopy. The canopy? Yes, the canopy. It, that's the deepest, the deepest region in Fallen Grove. You need to go there. You need to seek out a druid there. A druid? Yes, an elf. The canopy is the largest commune in all of Fallen Grove. It is, it's, it's like a city. And the Corino Otonia, the Circle of Otonia is there, the Druidic Council of Fallen Grove. You need to speak with, well, the Archdruid. The Archdruid. What's it, his name, her name, her name, who, who is it? His name is Elevanre. Elevanre Anorias. Elevanre. Anorius. Yes. He can tell you where to find this grove. I, I don't know that he will, but he can. Did, does Kel another way? Servants, we, we need to go. We need to go now. Um, Lady Lady Elamir, maybe maybe you'll go maybe you'll show us the way. How far is it? Please, 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 Lorik, please. S- sit down. You, you Your many days travel from the canopy. No, I'm I'm running out of time. If we're many days then we need to leave as soon as possible. You saw the dream. I'm running out of time. Wait, you speak of your nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. That was the that's that was the grove. The dead grove, yes. She looks genuinely freaked the what flip do you, out. What do you know? I need you to tell me. I've told you all that I can. My lady. Even if I told you exactly where it was, you could never enter the grove without first speaking with the archdruid himself. That's fine. Tell me where the grove is. Please, I need to leave now. I can't tell you where the grove is. You can't because you don't know? I don't know. Do you know, Gnome? Son, I've lived in this area my whole life. My wife here, she's from the canopy. She's a druid of the council, actually. She knows of these things. You can trust her. I'm just an alchemist. Then, my lady... Do you have a mark, a petition, anything you can give me to get to this archdruid soon? I will give you the best thing that I can, and that is my son. Kellen? Kellen? Yes, he is my son. He can go in my place as my representative and speak with the council, the circle. He can speak with them on my behalf. He has been to the canopy. It's been many years, but you may or may not have noticed he's quite good with directions. <laughs> yeah, he, he he got us here. Sir Vance, we, he gets really jittery and freaked out. We have to go. We need to get Kellen. We got to go now. I, I must request, if I may, that you let Kellen have a few moments. Lady, moments, please. How many moments? Until he returns. Returns? He's he's taking care of something very important. Give him a moment. 
Bart sits down. Any moment spared is a moment that I could be late. I'm sorry, but this on this I, I can't negotiate. He gets very quiet and just stares at them, waiting. Okay. While we wait, did, Jim, weren't you going to ask me about something earlier? Uh, yeah. The Apparently they think I'm a demon or something. Do you know anything oh. about that? <laughs> Why would I know anything about whether or not you're a demon? I don't know. You're, you can walk into dreams and stuff. I thought, <laughs> well, that's just a spell. I don't think I'm a demon. I think there's, I think, you know, it could be worse than that, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably better than that, but, right. you know, I'm just, in my search for knowledge, I may have, oh, found some things that I don't really understand. Okay. I cast a spell called Sanctuary. It's a holy spell. Yes. And he turned all demon on us. He I wouldn't I wouldn't use the D word. <laughs> he turned all demon on you. Nah, it just hurt me real bad. It, it it was supposed to protect him, but it actually basically things turned black and kind of went bad from there. I see. Well I'm sorry, but uh can't say that I I know why. Um, Atonia gave me her blessing when I came into the forest, and they poured holy water on me, and it didn't do anything. That's true. We did that. Woke me up. Well, well, if if the holy water had no effect, then I I feel we can at least rule out a demon, don't you? And Grenuncle speaks up. Yeah, uh, I don't know a whole lot about demons, but I do know that. Holy water, they they do not do well with holy water. So the demon thing is just a joke. Oh, he's okay. got, but there is some sort of unholy. I don't know how to say it, but it's hmm. not good. I see. Well, uh, let me let me hold on. And uh, Grunkle gets up, and goes over to his table, and he grabs a little like leather pouch that's kind of rolled up. And he brings over and he unrolls it and it's got some tools, not like scalpels or nothing, but there's like those goggles he was wearing are in there. And he's got kind of like a magnifying glass that has multiple lenses going down. And he pulls, he puts his goggles on and he grabs that magnifying glass and he starts to kind of look at Jim. Like he looks into his eyeball, he looks into his ear, he looks up his nose, he grabs this weird little metal. So it's like a little hammer on one side, and it's just got like a metal bar on the other, and he squeezes together, it makes a ting sound, he puts it up next to his ear and does it, and he looks right in his eye when he does it, and tries a few different little things, and he says, well, I'm I'm, I'm not noticing anything particularly strange here, just uh, seemed pretty normal to me, Jim. Well, I got this place on my foot, if you'd like to take a look. Oh, I, I can take a look at it. and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, there's nothing on my foot. Oh. I was, I was trying to make a funny... Oh, it, it didn't work. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people get stuff on their feet, Jim. I know, especially walking through the forest. But I feel ever since I've come into this forest, it's, you know, I'm wearing shoes, but I feel like I could wear shoes and still not, uh, you know, all the malls. I love the malls. It feels good on my feet. Anyway, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see anything to be particularly concerned about, um, Said that you made some sort of a pact. Uh, yeah, some sort of you know magic and everything. So I, I, I was I love to study and I love to learn, but they were going at too slow a pace. You know, 
those the elves they live quite a while so they can they can take their time i don't have that luxury so mm. I, I took a little shortcut maybe mm. but it wasn't completely intentional okay i don't know i i feel like i feel like things are okay you know it's just just every so often somebody casts a sanctuary spell on me and and it goes sour it hurts yeah, it, it, maybe he's just a bad spellcaster. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure that's not it, Sir Vance. No, it's not. Yeah, he is pretty skilled. I don't know. I, I wish I knew, because if I, I feel like if I could get to the bottom of this, it would get me one step closer to knowing everything. I mean, because it's knowing one more thing, and knowing one more thing is closer to everything. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. I, I, I can't say, you know, I I. I couldn't say what seems to be the problem with your magic or or whatever it happens to be, Jim, but I would caution you, everything I've ever heard of patrons and warlock magic, there almost always seems to be a catch, a price. Oh, I I paid like two gold pieces. Oh no, I I don't I don't necessarily mean That was another joke. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> Jim, you have many jokes. <laughs> Jim, you should be Truthful to the lady. Lorik has been glaring at everyone this whole time. Oh, Lorik, it's it's all right. There's nothing wrong with a little joke. I will cast Zone of Truth on myself. Do you know Zone of Truth? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I do it when I get to fifth level, but I'm not there uh, Zone of Truth. Uh, but I'm telling you everything that I, th- I know, I think. Sometimes things are spotty. So this is your first time being in Fallen Grove? Yeah, it's the first time being here. I was a little nervous after the whole sanctuary debacle that Atonia's blessing wouldn't bless me or whatever. And, you know, the trees would eat me or whatever happens to people who don't get blessed. Right. So you, you received the sanction with ease then? Yeah. That, that I mean, I walked in and everything was cool. And I was like, huh, all these other people, they were just stumbling around like, oh, snap, you know. But then I was just, everything was good. Atonia must love me. Maybe it was just... uh the god of wherever I was with maybe it's Paylor who doesn't like me. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, I don't. I can't think of what I would have done to offend him. Again, Lorik is glaring. My hope is that if we can save this tree, because as Lorik said in his visions and his understandings, this this thing could be the heart of a Tony. It could be the heart of the entire universe, or the heart of all magic. And if I could see this and help preserve it and learn of it then maybe I'll get closer to knowing everything. And if I can know everything, then I can hide everything from everybody else because everyone's bad. And I want to protect them and the world from bad people with this knowledge. Except me, of course. No, I'm bad too. No, I didn't say that. He is bad. Lork stands up and blasts him with the Wonder Wonders. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. I, I'm 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 just normal bad. I'm not bad bad. All right. Well, that's an interesting take on the world, I guess. Um, it, it it's starting to get dark. Actually, she says that it's it is dark. It's been dark for a little bit now. As you all have been sitting around talking after eating dinner and everything, it's it's definitely nighttime now. The sun's gone down completely. I'll go check on Kellen, and um, we'll see if we can't get you all set up. And she gets up and makes her way to the stairway. My lady. Yes. Please hurry. Please hurry. I will try, Lorik. 
Thank you. She makes her way downstairs. She comes out the main door, turns left, and travels back between the two trees, making her way just like she did early that morning when Kellen came running after her to get help with Lorik. And she walks down into the daisy field. There's a small garden that is basically just three large rows of daisies that flow through this little area that they've cornered off. And at the end of it, there is a small gnomish boy down on one knee with his hand on a stone. Kellen, are you okay? Yeah. Your your friends... Mom. Yes, I'm sorry. I met an, another person that reminded me of her. Uh, he, he couldn't talk, but I gave him the name Charlie because I, I don't honestly know why, but it just felt right. Just like her, I lost him again. Charlie, is this the the bear that you were speaking of last night? Yeah. Kellen, have you have you been picking the studs out of your armor? Yeah, it uh, it doesn't feel right, Mom. Kellen, have you experienced any strange things lately with your magics? I mean, when Lork was getting attacked by that thing or whatever, I I tried to do something that I've never felt before, and it didn't it didn't work quite as I wanted it to, but it felt different. Almost like I was creating it with my body. It was, it was, it was weird. I, I've never felt that way before. Kellen, stand, stand up for just a moment, Kellen. Kellen stands up. You stand up, she breaks her hand up, she holds it in front of your face with all five fingers, and your eyes kind of follow the way her fingers are moving, and then she just taps you on the forehead. And when she does your eyes glow with this bright yellow glow. And she says, Ah, Kellen, I believe that you may have manifested druidic abilities. What? It seems that perhaps you have completed your assimilation with nature. Seriously? Is How, how do you know? Uh, well, for one, your aversion to metal is a clear giveaway well i mean i just it didn't feel right that kellen i believe that over the next few days you might discover that you have a number of new abilities but let's let's table that for now listen your friends are waiting for you i need you to lead them to the canopy why why are we going there what are i need you to take them to see your grandfather okay i know that it's been a long time since you saw him but he will only hear them if you're with them, okay? Oh, okay. Now, before you go, you had an animal companion, right? Yeah, Charlie. He was killed in combat? Yes. Tell me, when he died, what happened? Well, he turned to leaves and hmm. disappeared. Have you ever seen that happen before? A creature that you've killed in your hunts. No, but or even pets that we've had here at the house. No, I suppose not. I've, I've never seen it before. 
That's because Charlie isn't really dead, Kellen. At this point, Kellen is just weeping. Kellen, sometimes when people die, they die, their spirits leave their bodies, and they move on. But when a creature that has bonded itself, has bonded its spirit to one of us through such a connection as it seems that you had with Charlie, they don't move on and they don't leave their bodies. They go body and spirit and they wait. They wait for us to call them back. She goes down on one knee, she puts her hand on his shoulder and she says, here, let me show you. And she takes his hand and she puts it over, she takes your hand, Kellen, she puts it over your heart, and she says, repeat these words, and she says some words in Druidic. And I say them back the best I possibly can. As you say these words, there is a wind that starts to kind of blow through the daisy field, and a pile of leaves kind of blows into the area, and as it does, it starts to spiral up, and they start to glow with that same sort of color that you saw those leaves glow when Charlie died and they slowly spiral around and form into the shape of a black bear. And standing there before you in the lane of the daisy field is Charlie. And he says, <laughs> Charlie! Kellen runs over and, and just grabs him by the neck and he's weeping and crying and mm -hmm. I thought you were gone. I thought I lost you. Charlie just sits there and just lets it happen. And he just, he hugs Charlie. He just, he can't, he can't even right now. He, he literally he can't, can't even. He literally cannot. <laughs> he is he can't weeping even. too hard. And, and Can he odd though? Can he? He's literally no, can't he, evening. He can't even. He just can't. Your mom walks up to the two of you. Hello, Charlie. It's it's nice to meet you, Charlie. And she pats his head, and he just kind of... Hey, Chewie. Kellen, listen. If, if Charlie falls in battle, he's not like her. He's not like us. He can be called back. So long as you are here and you're able to call him back, he will always come back to you, Kellen. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome, son. Now, your friends are waiting for you. Yeah. We really should go. Come on, Charlie. Mm. Kellen gets up on top of Charlie's back and starts to point him towards the treehouse. Man, that's a good place to stop. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Charlie's back. He is. Charlie is back. Charlie! 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 <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> I was like, Charlie. That's awesome. Charlie's back, y'all. Mm. Wait, he was gone? Man. I really don't want to stop, but I think we need to. I want to play D&D till like 3 o'clock in the morning, please. Man. Charlie's back. Hey, Paul, if you want to stay on, we'll just play a game. <laughs> we'll just play. We'll just play a game. We'll just, we'll just roll can, up. We go, we'll just get some standard characters. We'll just play. I can take my dice to work. <laughs> we'll, we'll, play th we'll play through text. We'll text in we, your character. We can play over Google Hangouts. I have unlimited data. So this has been Make Believe Heroes. 
and we are the make-believe heroes. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you miss Charlie and that you're glad he's back. If you did and you are glad, then write us a five-star review. Send us a letter. Tweet at us. Get in touch with us. Tell a friend about the show. If you like our show, shout it from the mountaintops. Tell everyone that you know that likes D&D, people that don't like D&D, that just like cool stories. If you think we've got a cool story, share it because you're our only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are our only hope. Our only hope is you. So if you like what you've heard, the sound effects and things like that, check them out, battlebards.com. And other than that, I guess that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Hasta la pasta. <laughs>